When the grave of the devil is disturbed by the plow, the satanic essence of evil wreaks violent and revolting revenge. But it weren't human, sir. There were fur. Then it was an animal's remains. And the evil grows quickly, attacking first the youth of the village and making them the devil's children. Look, look. Oh, God, I prayed I'd never see that again. That's what they call the devil's skin. The blood on Satan's claw. It was like a horrible disease, highly contagious and deadly dangerous. Hail, Behemoth, spirit of the dark, take thou my blood, my flesh, my skin, and walk. Holy Behemoth, father of my life, speak now, come now, rise now from the forest, from the fa... The blood on Satan's claw stars Patrick Wymark as the judge who tries Satan, and Linda Hayden as Angel Blake, daughter of Satan. The Blood on Satan's Claw. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you are warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. 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 Hi. Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. Happy Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I saw it. We talked uh, to continue the conversation a little bit from last week. I watched the remake of The Wolfman from 2010. Del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, and Emily Blunt. Terrible. Oh, Awful. terrible. Bad, All right. bad, bad, bad. Oh, wow. Okay. Don't bother. It's long. It's a period piece. For some reason, they decide to take it way back further in time than the original, and it's all CGI. It's There's a ton of gore, but it's all terrible-looking CGI, the whole thing. And the story is totally absurd. It goes off and does all this crazy. It, it's bad. It is on Tubi for free if that doesn't dissuade you, but mm. I would not recommend it. I don't mind CGI when it's needed, but really, can we just keep blood? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like let the blood splatter. What's fake blood cost? If you can't splatter some blood in this production, I mean, what is going on? I was probably like right around the time when somebody figured out that they could do CGI blood and everyone was like, awesome. Like what a penny saver. It was a troubled production from what I understand. The director took over like three weeks out from the shoot and he, I read an interview where he said that he knew that at that point he just knew that they were just going to have to film it as is, and they'll just have to go back and do lots of digital effects after. That was like the only way, even though they had Rick Baker do some cool costume design, you don't get nearly enough of that. Um, they had a bunch of reshoots. It's, um, yeah, no good. Hmm. If you want to see some uh, great new Del Toro, Reptile is on Netflix now. Oh. Yeah, and it takes place in Maine. I watched it too. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and now it's like a crime thriller kind of a thing? Yeah. yeah. Is it a mystery? Yes. yes. Oh. Very much so. <laughs> Interesting. I so, haven't so seen... That's all we're giving uh, you. <laughs> <I haven't> seen <laughs> word answers. Del Toro in anything in quite a while. Well, it is Halloween, and a movie that tends to get talked about a lot this time of year is Hell House LLC. We got the screener for the new Hell House movie, the fourth one, and I watched it. Mm -hmm. Flex. I wasn't. <laughs> 
terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's really stretching this thing thin now. It's uh, it's not good. I don't get it. I saw the first one, and I, I was mad at the person who recommended it to me. I, I like I the first one. I thought it was... I, I get it. I understand it. But it is like, the worst acting I've ever seen. Oh, this in a one's film. worse. Somehow, four movies in, it's more boring, less scary, and the acting is actually reached an all-time low for the series. I don't think I don't understand how it could be worse than that God, first this, one. Th- this director is going to be on our show next week, so like, like <laughs> all calm down. This always happens to us. We can't come out the gate this hot. I saw a casualty of the actor strike, A Quiet Place, day one has been moved back to, I think, summer of next year now. Oh. Kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. I did that haunted walk. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> haunted Overload right. in Lee, New Hampshire. Right. I said I would do it, and I did it, and it was fun. Not I, scary? No, it was scary. They, You know what? They did a fucking great job. Like, I don't know if, like, the actors just bring the costumes themselves, but, like, there were some people that got down with it and I was very proud of them but yeah a lot of screaming on my part I did a lot of um, nervous thank you to like all the actors I was like thank you and then would just like keep walking (laughs) for the best but I got to watch a lot of Nick just screaming uh, because for some reason I think they go for like the big dude in the group to scare and he got scared and it was kind of fun to watch from afar (laughs) nice yeah I played it cool I played it cool. Like I'm like, don't act too scared because then they're going to scare you more. So just be like, oh, you guys are doing great. Thanks. Thank you guys so much. Great job. There's a lot of stuff going around uh, like on the internet about that place, the Mechanini House or whatever it's called. The uh, place where you have oh, to pay the waiver. Yeah, I just re- oh, no. Everyone's asking me about it. Like, hey, man. I was just was, reading about what it. What do you think? Every I, year there's stories about it. Well, I got in a conversation um, with some of my friends, and they asked if the podcast went, who would survive. I think we decided you last time, but we we're all just like, definitely Trent. He would be the only one. And he would die. I don't think I would. He would just be like, I win, motherfucker, and die. <laughs> I don't think that I believe the owner claims the longest anyone has gone. Or he, I guess he said the average is eight minutes. And w- what they do is they just, this is the thing, from what I can gather, I've spent some time on this. They take you in there. They do a bunch of preliminary stuff. They scare you. You have to sign the whole 100-page contract and all this. But you get in there, and they just do something to you that makes you quit right away. Like, there was a guy that was profiled. He's a veteran. He's been, I think he was getting ready for his third trip there. He lasted one second or three seconds because they just take you, and they're like, okay, we're going to put you head first in this water and submerge you. And then they do that, and then you just quit. It's like, it just, it's to me, what they do is more... It's more like physical challenges. They just they do something that's so uncomfortable that right, you're eat gonna this bug. So wait, wait. you're just gonna say, it, No, I'm done. They profile you, so what they yeah. do is tailored to you. Yes, to some extent, yes. So it's just oh. mean. Yes. It's non regulated fear factor. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Don't bring Joe Rogan into this. <laughs> and it's, it's this harder, podcast. you know, there's they do obviously they get a lot of promotion too. It's hard to tell even when you're reading articles who's playing along because everybody just wants to play along with it, you know? So, like, my deepest, darkest fears, or some, tr- not even deepest, darkest fears, real-life trauma, I fill out the form, I tell them everything bad yes. that's ever happened to me. Yes. You walk in, and in, like, three seconds, what? They, like, have, like, yes. I molest you? That's, <laughs> well, the only, now they, no, they say that the only, there's, like, two things that are off the table 
sexual, there's no touching, sexual touching, and there's no inappropriate situations. That's oh, what I'm they, out. those are the only two <laughs> so things they're not going to do. Do you get disqualified if you create an inappropriate environment? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, can you, can you cancel them? Can you get them to quit? Here's the challenge. Where is this place? It's in Kentucky now. It was in San Diego, and now that's become part of the lures Ugh. that he got driven out of there. And it's scary. Yeah. You know, so I almost scary. full disclosure. Next week is my week, mm-hmm. and I almost tortured you guys with the houses October built and Fear Inc., Haven't which seen are two one. movies. No clue. No clue. Houses of Ah that October built is a found footage about a group of people looking for the most extreme haunts in America. And there's like a legend. Okay. There's one Fear yeah. Inc. is a movie about a guy that signs some waiver because he wants to like scare his friends or whatever. And yes, hmm. I spared you all hmm. this week. You said this was church week, I think, Dave. Yeah. So it's, there's <clears throat> churches in both movies. I mean, that's yeah. It's just <laughs> Dave's, full of, Dave's full of one worders today. Christian. Uh, we're gonna start with a movie from just last year, 1922's. Hellhole. 1922? That's worse than I've ever done. Uh, you get, I get okay. a couple years off. You are full I, thousand years <laughs> off. Or a hundred. Okay, you're both way too excited. I'm sorry. 2022. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, you oh my stupid God. idiot. I can't believe it. Can Let us please have, have some funny That's Nosferatu. <laughs> In a monastery cut off from the world, the monks run a clinic for the possessed. One day, a young policeman, Merrick, comes to the convent. Posing as a clergyman, he penetrates monastic life and tries to explain the recent, mysterious disappearance of several women in the area. It turns out, however, that there is no way out of this monastery. Monastic is a new word. Yeah, I like that, that means word. having to do with with monks, I guess. Sure, oh, that's monastic what... week. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, you go. See? There's your new Thank title. You. You're welcome. I love this movie, Bartosz M. Kowalski. Sure, Polish horror. I've been looking into Polish horror because I am Polish, and I saw old people, and <laughs> <laughs> not like I see. <laughs> Like I see dead people. Yeah, Old People is a Polish movie. Oh, okay. Netflix right now has a lot of Polish horror. Also, uh, this guy did the... uh, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Yeah. Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight 2. Right. There's a sequel, and they're both on Netflix. Yes. Those are, to me, much... uh, This is a little elevated from from that. That's kind of like teen horror, although this movie is super deadpan, dry, hilarious. What? I, th- I yep. found it to be hilarious. And there was a lot of twists and things that you don't usually get involved in the church and all that stuff. A lot of that stuff could be very predictable. And I thought there was a great uh, final scene. At the end of this goes bonkers. It goes super hard. It almost took me to a place where I was like, uh, this is a little bit too fantastical. Uh, but I like the comedy element. I love the f- fantasy element at the end. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, The Ritual, David Bruckner. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I love this. And uh, there's a lot of great Polish horror movies on Netflix right now. So check out other stuff. What you guys think? I thought this was a solid, well-made, good-looking, well-paced, suspenseful 
workaday Netflix foreign horror. Uh, and there's a lot of this on Netflix. They don't really seem to care that much. Netflix seems to get a lot of obscure foreign horror movies, and then they don't really... You don't ever really hear about them. You can dive into Netflix and go through tons of these movies. And since they don't really promote them at all, you're just kind of, you're just in there. Mileage may vary. And I think they range. This would be among, I think, the top tier. We talked about that movie Red Eye. We talked about Get In. I love to get in. One of my favorite uh, foreign films from the past several years. That's still on there. His House. His House is still on there. Yeah, so there's a lot of great stuff on there. I would put this in the on the higher end of that. Some of the tonal changes, it's very, very funny in one part, and we'll, we can talk about that. I don't want to get into it yet, but overall, I thought this was very good. I, I didn't think it hit quite as hard as it could have, and speaking of CGI, I mean... Some of the CGI I just thought was not that good, and I, I wish there had been a more thorough commitment to practical effects because I don't really think there's anything in this movie that couldn't have been done practically. And I know, you know, digital is a lot of times is easier, cheaper, and more convenient, but there were some things that kind of bothered me. I liked the twists. There were a number of twists in this. It kept me guessing. I didn't know exactly what was going on, so uh, and I loved the end. Loved the full commitment. It, 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 that made the it did make the commitment to its convictions. A lot of these movies, I think, a weakness is they set up all this stuff and they don't really have the courage to go through with what they've set up. This movie does. It goes the full mile. I wish that it had opened with the murder of an infant. It teases you. <laughs> you think that the first thing that's going to happen in this movie is that a, a crying infant is going to be stabbed and killed. And I was thinking, my God, if that's how this movie opens, I mean, it's going to have me right there. I'm going to be so impressed. It does not do that. Spoiler, the first scene. Baby doesn't get it. That would have been interesting. This is a good one. I liked it. I don't think I picked up the humor in this one. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was fucked, but like in a good way. I enjoyed it. The cop went in with his little kit, and I was ready for this to be like a logical movie about uh, people who believe that the devil is real but are just like crazy instead but who know um it started off with him like debunking this exorcism and i was like yeah just like a bunch of crazies you know pretending that they like like they're dedicated they've dedicated their whole lives to this thing that's real but they're still gonna you know get fucked in the end somehow but then it turns and like scary stuff starts to happen instead of like logical stuff the flies i think got me i'm sure that's the c you know the cgi on the flies is you know something but it still was very gross <laughs> all that stuff it was hard for me to watch a lot of the scenes that involved um eating <laughs> things i would mm -hmm. say those were some moments where i absolutely had to had to look away but you know he's spitting up like this black goo he's got flies coming out of teeth um, he's gagging while trying to, you know, eat this gory, disgusting stuff. The man explodes into flies. There's so much going on. Not a lot of jump scares for me, but just a lot of vulgar looking shit. I thought the plot was fine. It kind of gave me, I don't know, some, maybe some like Rosemary's Baby vibes. Just whenever there's like a cult and like a baby, maybe I'm just like, I, I go towards that. I liked that. These uh, weird monk people um, weren't looking for, like, the greater good. Instead, they were like, nah, humans suck. 
and they're going to burn and we can't wait for that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I overall, I would say our Polish friends did a really nice job with this. I'm marrying in, into a Polish family. So I got to start getting prepared. Got to really, um, you know, get well-versed on their stuff, Do you like I guess. potatoes and cabbage? You know what I love? I love pierogies. Mm, Is that right. a Polish thing? Oh, very you know, much. Sour cream? Sure, why not? I thought it was an effective uh, movie overall to make your skin and your stomach crawl while simultaneously telling the story of a culty religious clergyman group who want to watch the humans burn. So I thought it was very appropriate <laughs> uh, for spooky season. <laughs> This is my week. I love theological horror. I've been really upset about the Exorcist movie. <laughs> um, could have gone with something new. Speaking of Netflix, like The Pope's Exorcist with mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Oh, oh is yeah. this on here? Oh, you watched it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty goofy. Yeah. Mostly because uh, <laughs> I knew that How Did This Get Made good. was yeah. doing an episode on it. And so <gasps> oh. I was like, all right, oh, I'll do it. Oh, okay. Anyway, even more to my liking this week is almost like fuck religion, religion week. Mm-hmm. Both of these movies are sort of taking a lot of religious tropes and a lot of things that you see in films like this and really kind of turning it on its head, I think. And But maybe I'm reading into that. However, with this one, this director is really interesting to me because Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight and its sequel, uh, they wear their uh, influences on their sleeve. I think, and almost like a little bit too much. So you can you can really see where this director like pulls things from, but they're incredibly campy. So I was curious to find out, you know, Dave, we talked and we were like, is this guy a director that just sort of gets scripts and then makes them? And so I looked into him. He actually has a writing partner. So he is involved in like all these projects. But this one... It definitely, I guess the point I'm trying to make is it's almost like he tries to cram too many things into some of his films. Like Trent, we talked about, uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, foreign horror, Cadaver. Yeah. Almost like way too many things that he's trying to cram in here. Uh, you've got in this movie. Oh, was that was that the same filmmaker? Is no, this? it's not. But oh, I'm just oh, like oh. talking but, about yeah, yeah. examples of foreign I, I films what you that mean. Are, are wearing, um, yeah. there, I think, American influences on their sleeve. There's I guess. a few different ways you think this could go. That you know, it's almost like it sets up a few different movies and then it picks one at the end. Exactly, and and yeah. this one, however, I will say it does it well. It it even though some of the stuff seems a little bit forced, just to throw in there. You have like everything in there. You've got like cannibalism, and uh, it's almost too much. This movie, for whatever reason, I think it's the underlying humor. It really worked for me. Uh, I was laughing out loud the first time that I saw this movie, and we got to the final act, like the last 15 or 20 minutes. I was actually dying laughing. And if they had ended it in one particular way, I would have been completely fine with that. I may have liked the movie even better if they did. I agree with everybody. I love the actual ending in the big reveal. But if it had stopped before like the big, big reveal, I still would have been clapping. Still would have been a standing ovation for me. I forgave the CGI just because I think the twist after twist after twist is done better than a lot of movies these days. A lot Definitely. of times they try to fo- force the twists on you. In terms of recent theological movie watches, this is head and shoulders above most of what I've consumed lately. This reminded me a lot of Baskin had a lot of bad CGI in parts that yeah. was a little questionable. Yeah, this and I is like that. similar to Baskin. I but this say. came out after, so this might be like Baskin Robin. <laughs> 
Uh, this is too polished. Polish. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the uh, the interior of this monastery or its sanitarium, they call it a sanitarium because they do so many exorcisms there. When you when, when the guy gets there, this new exorcist, I guess, they, they need so many. I don't know. They say he's the new exorcist when he gets there. And uh, all they do at this place is they just apparently wheel women in who are possessed and they exercise them. I thought that was a little strange. Don't you don't you think that the DSCs or whoever is wondering how can they have so many witches in this one little <laughs> it's out in the middle of nowhere in the Polish countryside. There's like nothing. It's very remote. Well, they're trying to uh, get this prophecy taken care of. They're following. I love the bumbling. But they're keeping that from everybody else. Right. But I think that that might be what the determination of the uh, mass exorcism. We've talked a lot about movies that don't necessarily give away some of like, they leave some things very much mysterious. The baby at the beginning that you talked about, they don't really explain why the baby is Mm -mm. the one that fulfills the prophecy or why is it this guy? Born out of wedlock. Who knows? Bad birthmark. But watching a few of the movies in this guy's catalog... You get the feeling that he likes horror. I actually enjoyed the Nobody Sleeps in the Woods tonight, uh, This e- even the second one. It's just kind of, it could just be one continuous movie. But I looked back at his previous films because I was curious as to what his back catalog. This guy's a movie called Playground from like 2016 or 2017. It's on Tubi right now. I highly recommend that you never watch this film <laughs> unless you are... You just want to feel bad. It's called Playground. It's really, well, really good. That's ready to watch. Yeah, super watch well it. done. It is nothing. It's nothing like the rest of his filmography. How do I describe it? Like, remember the movie Kids from the nineties? Yeah, sure, of course. Kind of like that, but like more of like a vibe, I guess. Like, uh, like Snowtown Murders. Have you ever seen that? Mm, yeah, I have. Not necessarily plot wise, but almost like well, maybe even a little bit. It's it's a really interesting film. It's nothing like uh, the Woods or Hellhole. Take place in the nineteen fifties. No, this oh. is uh, contemporary to its time but inspired by something that happened in the 90s that I don't want to mention because it'll give Playground away. Horribly, horribly depressing film. Great. I thought the title of this was interesting because to me, the title Hellhole, when I hear a movie called Hellhole, that makes me think of an 80s camp classic horror of of some kind, Hellhole. You know, it sounds like Motel Hell or something to me. And I was interested as to the, the translation because... Knowing it's Polish, hellhole in in English for us, hellhole really is just is a slang for shithole. Hellhole doesn't usually really actually mean hell; mm-hmm. it just means this place is a dump, you know, or right. it's unpleasant in whatever way. So I found out the actual the literal translation of the Polish title is Last Supper, and I think that oh. I would imagine, yeah, that must refer to the meals that they eat. Oh. That's a much better title. Yeah, that's great. I thought they looked pretty good. Yes, it is a much better title, but I I think that that's the kind of choice that you're faced with when you have made an obscure foreign language horror movie and you want to get on Netflix and you want your intended audience to see it. You're already against the going against uh, all odds. Netflix is only really concerned with red notice and whatever they've got gray man on whatever's on the splash page, right? Of where you land. That's really what they care about. They don't really care about. It doesn't seem like these movies. So I would guess that 
somebody at some point said we need to call it something that says horror more. And hell. because there is a hole sort of to hell in the movie. Yeah, it was pretty literal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did find there is a movie from 1985 called Hell Hole that sounds much more like what I was expecting. <laughs> or what you would like. Yeah, well, not necessarily. Well, it does sound pretty good. But uh, Can we talk about the um, the Mel Brooks scene in the middle of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of spoilery. You're go- well, well, I, I, I already spoiled the whole spoiled. thing, so there, it's fine. There we go. Oh, no, but there there's so many there more. I, 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 I could, uh, there's like a six spoilers in this movie. We just need <laughs> it's to run kind of hard. That was the moment that I was just like, this movie. I love this movie. I, it's the best, the best scene of the movie, for sure. There is a great comedic scene, and it surprises you. I was like, it, it took me a minute to really... I was like, "What? Wait a minute! Is this doing what I think it's doing? Are we in spaceballs now? Like, this is the what?" And well, it's then, the same thing in, in Day of the Beast. Is like this bumbling prophecy that they're trying to like make come true. But Day of the Beast is to me seems comedic throughout. Whereas I didn't. I mean, I didn't think this was funny before that scene, and I didn't think it was funny <laughs> after that scene. It's just right at the heart of the film. There's this hilarious scene that I don't know. I mean, is that that's Polish humor? I guess. You talking about where? Yeah, they're you know all what just I'm talking about. Around? What? Like where they're all just standing around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's where I so thought the movie nowhere. was going to end. <laughs> oh. So, so the prophecy that we're talking about. Danger. The emergency okay, it's spoiler time. If you haven't seen Hellhole, we're going to get into some reveals in the film. So, from here on out, if you haven't seen Hellhole, consider yourself warned. The baby ends up being this cop that sneaks into the monastery. Twist one. Well, there's so many twists. It's, one it's, of the it's twists a little bit like that, Infinity Pool. That it just keeps revealing things. So yeah, it's hard to not give layer. anything away. I mean, yeah. It, so it, the cop thinks that he's sneaking in because he they suspect this monastery is not performing exorcisms. They're actually uh, abducting and killing women. Lo and behold, the monastery knew that he was the baby, and they actually gave the tip to the police that sent this dude there. He's the baby that fulfills the prophecy. They go through the whole ritual at the end, and like, so, like, we're suckers, where we're, we consume horror, and you're like, here it comes. And then there's this long, drawn-out scene where the prophecy does not get fulfilled, the ritual does not work, and all these monks are standing around like assholes. <laughs> Dumbfounded. And I was clapping. Like laughing out loud and clapping, like this is fucking brilliant. Very and funny. And it's so, but it's so long. Un- the silence and these old guys in their these stupid fucking old guys in their robes are just like, "What now, Chuck?" You know, and it's <laughs> they like, put so uh, much on the line up to yeah. that point in the movie. <laughs> they put so yeah. much on the line. Yeah, so like, many lives. You've, you've got like the head of the monastery, but even better character is like the worm fucking Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones guy. That's mm-hmm. Friar Tuck. Another twist. And he's just like, everyone go back to your cells. Like, nobody's like, what the fuck? Are you told us this would work? We've sacrificed our life. They're all like, man, go back to my cell. Yeah. I I actually kind of wish it had ended. And that. then he bumps like a, an old Polish song and gets drunk. And I, it's like you, you see them kind of like defeated uh, all their things that they've sacrificed and not, you know, deprived themselves of when they were, you know. And then it goes full horror. I, I yeah. wish there wasn't. Go ahead. No, I just didn't oh. think, I didn't think that, I mean, I thought it was like comical. I just didn't think it was like hilarious. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think I was with Kevin in that moment where I was like, that would be a great ending. And then it just, 
I knew it's there was still some fuck time religion left. Yeah. It's a pretty big fuck religion part. Like, look yeah. at how stupid you are for... Mm-hmm. And then, well, maybe you weren't stupid, but you're fucking still going to die. <laughs> so were you still stupid? Yes. I don't know. The place is uh, kind of a hellhole, if you ask me. <laughs> oh. When a mysterious corpse is accidentally dug up by a boy in a small town, a group of local teens start acting very strangely. The adolescents, led by a girl named Angel, are convinced the corpse was once possessed. Hoping to get in touch with the devil through the body, the teens act out a series of demonic rituals that causes a stir amongst the townspeople. When word of the satanic activity spreads, certain parents start trying to lock up the kids behind these spooky stunts. I think Trent's a witch. <laughs> I just tried to witch. set him on fire. Woo! <clears throat> oh. Uh, oh, Trent's on fire. Oh, he's being engulfed in smoke right now with white oh. smoke from the logs. Who's practicing witchcraft? So this is uh, an old-timey folk horror. I heard about this movie watching that Shudder documentary that's like 80 hours long. It's like Search of Evil or something? Woodlands and fairies and trolls uh, and whatever. It's the folk horror doc. It's not... Yeah. I just call it the folk horror doc because it has 15 words in the title. (laughs) I watched... Uh, snippets of this in that and I'd heard about it from uh, an influencer that we like his recommendations Colin Christians and I was curious this kind of stuff sometimes is not my cup of tea but I kind of forced myself this week and I picked something that I hadn't seen before and I normally don't do that uh, because there's so much out there that I want to show you guys but this is one that I was like I need to brush up on my 70s folk horror and see the origins of like my favorite genre now so i check this out i think i feel like this uh could be a sequel to labette yes it's a much tamer labette it has the the uh, acrylic fur claw that happens a lot Mm -hmm. yes and um, yeah the the only thing i was confused about was uh how this stuff spread around. We were talking about that. It's like, is it just contagious by touch, like virus? Is it COVID? Mm. Uh, but basically, it's a... Yak hair. It's a pandemic. <laughs> I don't think it was, was yak hair. I think it was like the wig in the Halloween store from 1982, mm-hmm. um, which smoother. was way from the future. It had Ken Russell, Devil's Vibes. I thought... Uh, right when it first started, I was like, oh, wow, cool. Starring Sebastian Bach and Naomi Watts. I thought they were like <laughs> doppelgangers for those people. And there's another guy in it that kind of has like a Anthony Hopkins vibe. Han- Anthony Hopkins in a curly wig. But I enjoyed Blood on Satan's Claws. Um, claw, singular. The Blood on Satan's <laughs> Possessive Claw. <laughs> Good folk horror. Like it, uh, it was no Wicker Man. But for 70s stuff that I'm trying to catch up on, again, Trent has us going through the golden age of the silver screen, black and white. I'm trying to uh, enrich my viewing as well. Uh, What did you guys think? 
It's a great lead-in, mentioning The Wicker Man. Because if I hadn't had a, a recent, because of this show, reviewing of The Wicker Man, where it made me completely change my mind after 20 years of despising The Wicker Man and thinking it was the dumbest fucking movie ever, I would think that this was the dumbest fucking movie ah. ever. <laughs> But knowing knowing that I was so wrong about the Wicker Man, I gave this a few more shots and I watched it with a much. You have to completely change your brain between Hellhole and the bloods on Satan's hooves. Mm. <laughs> First and foremost, the score. Like, remember the movie Ravenous that we talked about? Like, that was a very intentional, like, kind of bonkers score. This score is out of th this world. It For the 70s, I am impressed because they would have had to have made a majority of these sounds with actual, like, objects. There was no stock, no stock sound in this. Right. But it, it was, like, so video game and cartoonish. Like, there were times when I had to be like, no, you're not watching, like, a Tom and Jerry cartoon. This is a <laughs> 1970s period piece folk horror movie. Uh, the other thing that's weird is some of these movies, like when they're kind of remastered or we watch them on like 55-inch HD TVs now, it's almost weirder because some of these characters, they they almost look modern. So it looks like somebody in 2020 dressed like someone from the 70s that's dressed like someone from the 1800s. All that being said, this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> nice. Cat's uh, synopsis made more sense than the movie itself. <laughs> when I was reading about it, I discovered that this was supposed to be a TV series and that Piers mm -hmm. Haggard, the director, decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to take all these episodes and try to make a 90-minute movie. That makes total sense. But it's great. I can see why it's compared to like The Wicker Man and some of these folk horror movies. I can see like Eggers and some folks... Um, Big time, uh, Ari Aster. Yeah, taking inspiration for the from this for sure. I would love to go a week without yak hair. I'm going to try to accomplish <laughs> that next week. And to be honest, like there is like a real mood change in the like 45, 50 minutes into this movie where it gets pretty dark. It's scary. And, I and, think it's scary. Yep, and and very you know I think some movies that came a little bit before and would come shortly after this that got a lot of press for some some particular scenes this one has one in it as well that I'd, I'd never heard about I'd never even heard of this movie um, but it does change and go pretty full on like horror a little ways in yeah I mean if you can look past the wigs and the accents and all that other stuff it, it is a, it is a pretty good time I uh, I thought this one was very aesthetically pleasing to me it gave me the Wicker Man vibes mostly because it's got that like dreamy kind of like 70s like color haze to it and everyone's just like mm. out in the woods with weird accents other than that I would say it was fine it was a uh, it was a it was a fine time evil teens are possessed by Satan to rebuild him uh, I don't know very confused all the time constantly in my life so why not also watching this movie I wouldn't say it was the most interesting it was a scotch boring. It was only 90 minutes, but it kind of dragged, and it kind of makes sense now that it maybe it should have been watched in small spurts on the uh, 70s television. The English accents were soothing enough to want to make me sleep, I think, but I love hearing you guys do them. 
much more than I... Who's practicing witchcraft? I liked that hot angel girl's eyebrows. I thought those are really cool. Very into that. Could have stared forever into those icy blues. Mm. There were a good amount of boobies. There was a good, some, some good boobies in this one. Yep. Um, even though they're, you know, they're supposed to be teens, so I didn't... And they were. Oh, no, really? Oh, bad boobies then. They were not good boobies. I didn't like these boobies at all. <laughs> i I didn't speak up. <laughs> <laughs> but also there were like random old people that were in the groups of teens running around. Yep. So I don't really know where they came from. I just didn't really know what was going on. Didn't get any backstory as to why this weird uh, hoof skull was found in the field. But that, but the judge at the beginning seemed to know that there was something going on because he was like, "Oh, you got to let it grow before you destroy it." So he knew that there was some background, but I just had no idea what was going on. So I was kind of waiting for them to explain that, but then they didn't. So There's been no witchcraft in the Shire for a hundred years or more. Is it a Shire? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they just like cut these weird like patches off of people that have grown hair on their legs and other extremities to like build Satan. I've, I just had no idea what was going on. I was hoping that there was going to be this cool devil creature reveal at the end. But unfortunately that's not what happened. And we just got like, Oh, probably Dave's uh, future costume that he's going to find at that rental store um, tomorrow when he checks that out. It was just this weird mask on top of like a black cloak. So I wouldn't really say that was my monster of the week, but... Have you ever had that uh, form of hair removal done? <laughs> nope. I, I, uh, I'm all natural, baby. I loved the beast at the end. I thought it was awesome. You did? Yeah. Oh. Beast looked cool as hell. Well, okay. Andy was getting some. Did you guys... <laughs> what? I love... Okay. I love this movie. I'd never seen this before. I've heard about it, read about it. This is part of what some people call the unholy trilogy... The unholy uh, um, Trinity. Trinity. That's what oh. I meant. Not trilogy. Unholy Trinity of folk horror. Also a trilogy, I guess, <laughs> in a way, with uh, with Wicker Man from the the following year and the movie before this, the Witchfinder General, which I also watched. I got. I was so into this that right after this, I watched Witchfinder General, and now all I can hear is. There's been no witchcraft in the yeah. Shire, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like I didn't know they were. They said this was a Shire. They did many times. Oh, yeah. Shire. I, I thought this was scary. I loved evil kids. I thought the evil kids were scary. I thought the the scene with the um, the fiance up in the attic screaming bloody murder. I loved the claw when she comes down. She has the claw hand. I loved the fur. I loved the patches of fur on the kids as they start getting taken into this cult. I liked that you can you can still see that it was it was an anthology and that they weaved the stories together. I thought that worked really well. I, I enjoyed the fact that you do have this kind of interweaving of different sort of timelines and different stories going on here in this small group. It looks amazing. It's sexy. It's horny. This is a horny movie. Yeah, now. big time. Whatever. But <laughs> uh, the, the, the icy... The pale, evil yeah. eyes mm. of Angel Blake, sir. Mm. Angel Blake, sir, she's going to the woods, sir. <laughs> she's practicing witchcraft. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get the witch fighter, sir. T- Tiny Tim is yeah, here. Tiny Tim is in this movie. They are charged with one count of ravishing Angel Blake. Oh, 
and one count of murder. I knew you were going to like that line. I think that's a pre- prerequisite for folk horrors. You have to have repressed weird sex energy yes and there has yes. to be religion and incest yep. and like the cult all the good or, stuff like midsummer when you have like old people standing around naked watching young people have sex and all that stuff that stuff feels weird yeah. you brought up old people a lot this week well i mean they brought me up well you, you mentioned the old people end up at, at some point the group i think kids have expanded the group mm-hmm. enough that now some adults are joining the cult. Maybe they're not the bright. They seemed like older, kind of less with it adults. Yeah, they were, the like, kids were then recruiting the old senile yeah. people to come with. <laughs> confused. I've never been more wrong. So we, we watch a lot of movies that everybody involved came from porn. I was shocked that this movie was made by people that all were not from the adult Nobody film industry. Nobody came from porn. No uh, one? And this is like one of those old films where they give you all the credits at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Bush. So, yeah, I'm sitting there and what? I'm like, uh, DP, Dick Bush. Nice. Exec, ex, exec producer, Dick. Tony Tenser. Yes. Director, oh. Pierce Haggard. Yeah. Editor, Richard Best or Dick Best. Oh my God. I was great, like, great names. And then to find out they're all like super legitimate people from the film industry <laughs> at this era in, in Great Britain. That's I was amazing. like, what is happening? Well, this got an X rating in Britain when it was first released. It didn't. It, and so they had, they made some cuts in this. Now, when you're watching it now, there's a full frontal nudity scene which they darkened. And then there's another scene at the end. Did you guys see the blowjob? At the no, end? no, you didn't. Did you, Dave? There's at the end, um, the beast is getting the blowjob. They, you, there's two different times when they show it, but it's been darkened. They darkened it in post production because mm. of some of the rating and censorship issues. So I didn't actually. I saw the movie. I read about it, and then I wanted to watch the movie again anyway because I loved it. But then I also was. Uh, I was waiting, and uh, yeah, there, there it was. Twas their dastardly there. deeds in the shire. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's also like that whole, you know, rape scene. There is also that. that. Is, yeah. That's what I was so talking I would, about. Yeah. I was I would, so, like, yeah. surprised that I'd never heard of Bru- this yeah. when we're talking about like I spit on your grave and yeah. Yeah. last I was yeah. on the left in some of these. I mean, that wasn't scene, really expecting that. That's part. the total no. change I was yeah. talking about. Like yep. that comes kind of out of nowhere. That's the thing because it, you get lulled into that old timey British thing, and then you're see- and then you suddenly are seeing stuff. There's the severed hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's graphic. This goes pretty hard, I think, for the time and place. This trying to be almost on one hand like a hammer horror movie. They they try to get Christopher Lee. They try to get Peter Cushing. Um, so they're kind of like doing a hammer horror thing. But then you have these moments that it's shocking. Well, they said that I, I've never seen. Um, what, what is it? Which master? Which finder? Which finder? Witch <laughs> the witch finder will find her. Which finder general? So apparently that movie was successful or well received or something. Yes, the studio made them do a bunch of changes to this to make it more like that. And I think you can see a lot of influences from this, from through we mentioned Hereditary, but The Witch, big time. I think from this took a lot from this type of stuff. I will say to go to my point earlier about how this week is kind of like, um, sort of like calling out religion a little bit more. The judge's comment, I interpreted that, that you talked about, Kat, when he's mm-hmm. like, you can't let it hide. You have to bring it out in the dark. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was almost just saying, like, well, fuck this. Like, you know, you have to, like, everything should just be out there and exposed. I thought he, like, had some intel that I wasn't aware yeah, he of. He brought a book in for, like, 10 seconds. I don't know. He took the book, and he brought the book back to wherever he lived mm-hmm. and 
read London. up and then came He's back. going to London. <laughs> I did feel what Kat was saying about it being a little bit slow. Mm. Like from the moment, like I love the opening, the cold open with a face is amazing. Great scene, yeah. Um, and I thought it like looked pretty good. Some of the skin, the fake skin pieces and stuff in the movie are kind of laughable. Oh, but the skin. <laughs> there's like a, I, I have to think this is before like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 74. And I feel like the mid 70s, there was a shift in how horror movies were paced because everything like before like 74, 75 is kind of like this type of stuff. Uh, and it's much slower and drawn out where after that, you started getting the movies that were just hitting you over the head over and over again, like constantly menacing bad guys. The skin patch is so funny because the kids start growing these patches of the beast on them, these fur patches on their body, and one of them gets cut, surgically removed, and they just... <laughs> as the scalpel, waving it around. They cut Ooh. it off, and then they won't stop showing you, this is just how we make the fur. Like, they just pulled off the prop. All they did... <laughs> To remove it is just pull off the prop and they just keep showing you the prop. They're this like, is what's Ooh. on all the kids. We see we have this little prop here and it sticks on you know? There's no effort to add blood to it or no. do anything. Yeah, it doesn't look it. like, like it's been cut off of flesh no. at all. No, it, it looks like spirit gum. You can see like the spirit gum like still That's on it. So funny about that. <laughs> they keep waving it around, showing you yeah. how little they put into this. That's what makes it so difficult to watch these older movies is that just blows it all out of the mm-hmm. water for me because I'll be watching it and we have better effects at Halloween store on our iPhones or whatever. The CGI and some of the early practical effects really suffer from that. Oh, this is on Tubi right now, as is uh, Witchfinder General. Great double feature. If you want, if you want those old time British voices talking about witchcraft to ring in your head mm. for days on end, check them out. Next week. So next week, I'm going to go with uh, the kids aren't all right. This year's Cobweb. Oh, nice. It's on Hulu now. And then we talked about Evil Dead Rise and director Lee Cronin. His first film, his first feature is on Max right now. It's called The Hole in the Ground. Nice. Ooh.